Welcome to the DJ Inspires Podcast, hosted by DeAntoine DJ Johnson, author of The Sun is Always Shining. This is episode one, Priorities and Excuses. Hello one, hello all. I am so excited for you all to join me on my first edition of the DJ Inspires podcast. I am your host. Um, I'm, I'm excited to have this medium to be able to help people, inspire people, encourage people, um, and, and just to kind of push you along your journey. We all have our own specific journeys and I've had a long one and uh, I feel like I have some good advice and some good things to offer to be able to help you in your fight to be able to move past some barriers that you may be experiencing. And so I wanted to start off with my background and just kind of help you understand who the heck I am, because why would you listen to advice from me if you if you don't know who I am? So my background, I pretty much cover in my book, The Sun is Always Shining, a story of adversity turned to triumph. Make sure you pick that up when you get an opportunity, when it's out. But I'll give you a quick little overview. So I grew up in Indiana, Fort Wayne, Indiana, to be exact. And I had a childhood that was really pretty much rough. I lived with my mom and my stepdad and he was super abusive and just kind of dealt with that up until the fourth grade where we ended up moving and um, I ended up living with my grandmother and then from there just kind of moved every other year pretty much it seems like until I got to my senior year of high school when I decided that I would move to California with the help of family and things like that. So I I was able to move to California and go to high school, graduate, go to college. I went to Cal State Fullerton uh, right out of high school and then um, got into some issues with the family and ended up moving to Florida and then I ended up coming back. And then I went to Long Beach City College where I graduated there with an associate's and I ran track there as well as I did run track in high school as well. And then I transferred to the University of Laverne where I got my bachelor's in movement and sports science. And then I got my master's in coaching and athletic administration. And now I'm back in school um, pursuing a master's in school counseling, which is a whole big story in itself. So that kind of leads me to my qualifications, which I'm going to extensively kind of talk about um, as I move further in the podcast, because it'll go great with my priorities and excuses theme kind of topic. So qualifications. Currently, I work for an organization called Reach Out in Upland, California, where I'm essentially a counselor, intervention specialist, mentor, um, kind of wear a lot of hats, but ultimately I work in youth development and coaching, mentoring and counseling, which is kind of right down my alley. And then I had a lot of mentoring and coaching that pushed me and prod me to be the young man that I am today. So that's kind of what I do. And I'll kind of explain the other nuances of what I do as well a little later on the podcast. Um, so that's what I do. Um, I'm a husband. Um, I'm a father to a newborn son who was born about a month ago. So that's been exciting and rewarding. And I, yeah, so that's me. I hope that's a little bit of kind of what's going on and you can kind of understand what, why the heck or who I am and kind of understand why I feel the need to do a podcast. So anywho, 
the topic, priorities and excuses. All right. So we all have dealt with these things. We all have <laughs> figured out what's our priorities and we have so many excuses on why we can't get these things done. So I thought these two can go together and I have an, a great story, I feel like, um, to help you kind of understand what does it take to get your priorities aligned and in order and how to limit your excuses that you make. So for giggles, I thought I would give the definition of the two from Webster. So priority is the quality or state of being prior. So a precedence in date or a position of publication used of, um, tax, I don't even know what that is. So B, um, and then the second part of that is the superiority and rank, position, or privilege. And then another part of it is something given or meriting attention before competing alternative. Now, for me, that last part was huge. Something given or meriting attention before competing alternative. So we might have priorities to go to work. We might have priorities to pay bills. We might have priorities to take care of our family. Um, sometimes those things trump other things, and that's kind of what they mean by priorities. And we know all too well about those. So excuses, and I'm, we all know about this as well. But Westford, what ugh, Webster says to make apology for or to try to remove blame from. Um, and so that's an excuse. So we know about the excuses. Uh, for me, the excuses that I make all the time is not going to the gym enough. And so I'm like, oh, I'm just too tired today. Or, oh, I got a lot of things going on. Can't go to the gym today. Those are excuses. And we all know all too well about those. So priorities, I want to start there. So I want to talk about priorities and why we should have and focus on them. And the story that I want to highlight is why or how I wrote my book. So I've always wanted to write a book. And every time I've shared my story with people, they've always said like, oh my gosh, DJ, you have an amazing story. I can't believe that you've been able to be where you are, who you are with all of those things that you've been through. And I've had it in my mind. I write poetry, so I've done that and I've shared countless um countless things about things that have gone on with me and it's always been in the back of my mind to write this book and I never put it to action it was never a priority for me and I would always make excuses like oh I'm too busy or oh I'm just not don't have things going on that that would warrant me writing a book or whatever the case is I made excuses and I didn't make it a priority and so last year July um around this the time. So July, middle of July, I attended this conference. It's the Southern, Southern Region Wellness, Student Wellness Conference, um, out in California, where it's a great week for professionals that service students, services the community to get refreshed, to learn, to be equipped with things that they need to help the community, help students, help people, help people thrive. And so I've been going the last two years. Um, and it's been something that's been so empowering. So every summer, it seems like I'm in transition. I'm trying to figure out, I'm not in the greatest relationship with my job, but I, I go back and forth about leaving and staying and leaving and staying. And so last year at 
the time during the conference, I was kind of in that limbo. And this conference kind of, I heard some things. Um, Inky Johnson um, was a big, big inspiration for me. Um, I saw one of his videos for the first time and like, I'm a huge fan now. Um, powerful speaker. If you don't know him, please look him up. Inky Johnson. Um, you have Eric Thomas, ET, the hip hop preacher, um, Derek Shans, sleep is for suckers. Um, all of these guys are good guys that you can look forward to if you're always looking for some extra inspiration in the morning. So I saw a video about Inky Johnson and that kind of pushed me. And one of the things he said is, we can't afford to be like slackers. We can't afford to give anything less than our best. And we can't afford to give up when it gets hard. And I was like, oh, man, why are you talking to me? you like right down my alley right now. Like, like gosh, man. So I decided that I wasn't going to leave my job and I would stay. And then something else happened at the conference. Um, There was this thing called... A promise card. And guy, Stephen Amerson, this guy is awesome. He's a power person. He works for um, Tulare Western, I believe, high school. He's an activities director there. He does amazing work. Um, I think his thing is Four Seasons of ASB. So look him up. He's an amazing guy as well to kind of be inspired by. Anywho, he shared this thing called promise cards. And what you needed to do was take a promise card and figure out what it is you wanted to make a promise for. And so people would make all types of different promises. I think one of the excuses in the videos that he showed was that a man who was going to be dying from cancer, I believe, um, wanted to write a letter for his daughter for every day until she graduates from high school. So she could read a letter every day from him so she could graduate from high school. So he wrote those letters and I think he ended up passing away so she'll have those letters afterwards. So I'm like, oh my gosh, this is inspiring. In that moment, I felt like I needed to make a promise to start the process of my book. Not finish, not be completed with it. I just wanted to start the process. So I made that promise. And then I also made a promise of ensuring that I keep my students or whoever I work with, keep their best interests at heart whenever I make a decision career-wise. And so those two things I made a promise for. So the book, I was like, okay, I made a promise to figure out um, how I'm going to write this book. So the first thing I did was... The conference finished. It was the end of July. So the first thing I did was I I looked up how to write a book or how to start the process or how to even do it. So I I looked up a book. I figured it out. Um, and I found this ebook. I think it was free or reduced price. I can't remember. But I ended up reading a book. I think it was called How to Write a Book. And in the book, the lady, the writer painted a great picture of how you should start. So I started um, tracking every day. I had a goal to write 500 words a day. And if I wrote more, great. But I would try not to write anything less. If I missed a day, I wanted to make it up double times the next day. And so I did it. I, I decided every single day I was going to write 500 words a day. No matter what, like I think I went on 
a couple of vacations over the last year. Um, and no matter what, I was writing and I had to because this was something that has always been on my mind to do. Um, not even for myself to get a story out that I feel would benefit other people, but like for me, LeBron James always says, I gotta do it for the land. Like this is for the land. That championship was for the land. And for me, like everything that I do besides God and, you know, I'm a, you know, I thought I'm a Christian and I believe in God and I feel like God has intervened in my life with all of the crazy things that have gone on in my life. I feel like God has kind of molded me and pushed me into this guy that I am today on this podcast that you are currently listening to. And so besides God, I feel like everything that I've driven for, besides my family, who my wife and now my my son, I have siblings who I grew up with who went through those things that I went through um, when we were growing up. And so part of me kind of, um, I, I, like as LeBron just says, I do it for the land. I do it for them. You know, I, I have to be the example. I'm the oldest out of, so my mom has five kids, including myself. And then my father, my biological father has, I don't even know the number. 15. I'll just say 15 because I was the last time I was confirmed it from him. So 15 including myself. And, and I'm the oldest out of all of them. So I, I, at least with my siblings who I grew up with, which was the, the four with my mother, I knew that I had needed to be an example for them because I had a mother who didn't graduate from high school. I had a father who did not graduate from high school. They both, I believe, dropped out. And so, I guess they would have to if they didn't finish, huh? <laughs> so I I had to be that for them. I had to show them like, okay, you can graduate from high school in spite of what we've been through. You can graduate from college and get multiple degree degrees in spite of what we've been through. And I have been able to kind of show you the way and I'm always here to help and inspire you and, and, and uplift you. And so the book, the process of the book, just writing the book, um, for me is for them. And I even made a promise to them and I'm going to stick to it. Um, you know, whatever money I end up making from this book, I plan on sending them some because their story is my story. And, and I, I would be remiss if I didn't pay them out to be able to um, share the story with all of you because there's some things in there that they may or may not want me to share. And I try to keep it centered and focused on me as much as possible, but at parts of the story, it was hard to do. So anywho, I wrote the book. I needed to write the book for them so that they could just continue to see, okay, I could do anything I put my mind to. I can, I can figure this thing out. So I committed to writing 500 words a day. And let me tell you, it was difficult. So I, I can remember going at least until December because my goal was to get to at least 50,000 words. And if I had to go over to complete the story, then I would. And I think that's what happened. But once I got to 50, then I got a little lazy, but I ended up finishing the book. But that'll, that'll be in the four. So how the heck did I commit to writing 500 words a day and getting this book pretty much done? So today, in today, the process of the book, I'm literally 
in the final stages of the editing process. So my editor has looked it over multiple times. I have looked it over multiple times, changed things around, reworked things. Um, I had to work really hard to change everyone's names in the books because I didn't want people's identities to be um, openly out there. And so right now, the editing process is at a stage where I have beta readers reading over the book for me so we could figure out how to work this out. And so, uh, or so they could give me advice or some input on things that I need to change or things that I need to work on. So um, that's kind of where we're at now. And um, they're just about complete, as I record this podcast, just about complete, working on it, figuring it out. Um, and once they finish that, we'll do our final touches on it. And then I'll be ready to send it off to my publisher, which I'm uber excited about. I've chosen one. I feel good about it. So that's where we are now. In a year, I've been able to write this book in a year. So priority, I made it a priority to write this book. I needed to get it done. 500 words a day. I had to commit. I had to do it. So let me kind of explain everything that was going on in my life. So I mentioned that I work for the organization, uh, 40 hours a week there. I'm a husband. Um, and then my, my wife was pregnant throughout the process before we had my son in June of 2017. So last month. Um, so she was, we were dealing with the pricey going to appointments. So that was part of it. So my full-time job, 40 hours a week, dealing with the appointments. Um, I also was coaching. So I'm a coach, track and field coach. I also do, um, mentoring every now and then, not as much, but whenever I can, I, I'll mentor some students who I've been mentoring for a while. Um, I also am a freelance statistician. So what that means is I work um, I give information to, um, I give information to, ah, I give information to announcers. I can't believe I can figure that out. Where any sports announcement. So I do basketball, football, track. I mean, well, I've done track before. Um, soccer, volleyball. I've done all those sports, but mostly I do basketball and football. So, so what I do is that I give pertinent stat information to the announcer. So, for example, um, I've worked Laker games, Clipper games. Um, I've done an NFL game for the first time. I do a lot of college basketball, UCLA, USC. So, with that, so I'm working at Laker game. I'm courtside, and I've been courtside before, which is awesome. So, I'm courtside. I'm working with the announcer. The announcer asks for certain information, but most of the information that I will give an announcer is runs, which is the Lakers are on a 10-0 run, or I'll give them shooting streaks. So I'll say Kobe Bryant has missed his last five shots, or he's made his last 10, whatever kind of comes up. Um, or I'll say the Lakers as a whole are five of the last six from the field. So they, they've only missed one shot in the last six shots. So those are small. So I'll give them more complicated stuff every now and then, but the pertinent kind of quick stuff is, um, runs and shooting streaks. So I could tell a story about how I even got to that position, but that's kind of what I do. So full-time, let's keep track of this again. So full-time job, husband, um, mentor, um, working as a freelance statistician. And then the other thing is I'm, oh, a coach, track and field coach. And then working 
I'm heavily, pretty involved in my church. So how can a person who has that many things going on write a book and be finished with it? Um, and that goes back to our priority conversation. I realized that I could not make any more excuses. I made a promise to complete or start the process of this book. And now I'm at a point where I'm almost completed with it in almost a year. And I would, in one sense, I'm blessed. In another sense, I've, I've picked up this attitude that once I have something as a priority, I have to go get it. Right now, my priorities in life are family, um, just mostly family. And what I mean by that is I have to do everything in my power to do the best that I can to live life to the fullest. And people say that it's so cliche, but I'm out to be the best that I could be on any given day. Will I fall short? Yes. Am I perfect? No. But every single day I'm striving to be the very best that I can be. Sometimes that's 70%. Sometimes that's 150. Sometimes it's at 100. But whatever it is, I'm out to be my best. And come on, I fall short. Like, like I said, I'm not perfect, nor do I pretend to be. And it's all about how you grind, how you move, how you push yourself to be the best that you could be. And that's all you can give on any certain day. And if you ever, if you're walking through, if you walk, if you're going through life and you're not giving your best and you're wondering what the hell is going on, why can't I figure this out? Why can't I get this together? This is something that you have to do a self-reflection on. And I've had my self-reflection. I've had a moment where I've like, okay, I got to stop making excuses. I had this life where it was a struggle and it was hard for me to get where I am today. And how do I turn this thing around, stop feeling sorry for myself and make moves, do these things that I want to do in this life and help people? I've realized over the course of kind of living life and doing this work that I currently do, helping students and mentoring and coaching I realized that my purpose is to truly help people. Um, I've been through unimaginable things. And I can share a little bit, um, even though a lot of it is in my book. But one of the things, my father-in-law was um, so abusive. And he I've witnessed him abuse my mother. Um, but there's a story I tell in a book about um, I was second grade, I believe. And... We never asked him for food. Like, it was just when it was time to eat, it was time to eat. We never say, oh, Papa, we're hungry or anything like that. Not that I remember um, because we were so scared of him. He, he he instilled that fear into us. And so my little sister was just born. I think she was like a couple months or maybe a month. And she had this Pop-Tart in her crib. And I, de- I decided I was hungry, so I decided to take a piece of it. So I go back to the room and I'm eating it and I'm like, you know, satisfied until my mom comes back and makes lunch or whatever. And my stepdad comes into the room, angry, frustrated, cocks back, punches me in my face. Um, Black eye, instant, like just unimaginable hysteria from me crying, upset, 
Um, and he's like, if you do, you know, you don't steal from your sister and just kind of going off and angry and frustrated. And my mom returned. She came up. She, she consoled me. And then he threatened me and told me that I, you know, better not tell anybody. And so I went to school the next day with this huge black eye in the second grade. And of course, teachers, principals, they were all worried like, Oh my gosh, what happened? Like, what's wrong? What, you know, what's going on? And, um, all all I told them was that I got jumped by some sixth graders and (laughs) that was that. But that's one story of many stories that has happened and many things that has happened in my life. And so how I am able to get to a place where I stop feeling sorry for myself, have my priorities aligned and aligned and limit my excuses those are the things that has helped me be successful. And am I where I want to be in life? No, but I'm working towards that. And I'm getting to a point where I am reaping the benefits of my hard work, reaping the benefits of what I feel like God has aligned for me. And the sky is the limit. And as long as you believe in yourself and you understand that there's a higher power that's watching over you, that's keeping you, that has plans for you, I feel like... God has put me through the things that he has put me through because there is a plan for my life. Uh, and I'm starting to figure that out. I'm starting to put the pieces together. And I feel like what it is is that this all-encompassing nature of helping people be the best that they can be. And there are moments in my life where I wasn't the best that I can be. And I'm just blessed to be able to be in a position where I am that today. So being the best that you can be aligns you with setting your priorities and limiting your excuses. How I was able to write a book over the course of the year being as busy as I am. I mean, you could talk to anybody who interacts with me. They know like, oh my gosh, you got so many things going on. How the heck do you do it? Well, I make priorities and I prioritize things and I get things in order to make sure that I'm moving in the direction that I need to go for my life, for my family's life. And and we go. I don't got time for bull crap. I don't got time to be messing with people. I don't got time to be listening to other people's excuses for my life. I don't got time to be listening to negative people. Like that, that ain't, a, I'm not about that life. What I, what life I'm about is grinding, doing what I need to do to provide for my family and doing what I need to do, what I feel like the Lord has called me to do. So, I've been able to prioritize over the last year getting this book done in spite of being very, very busy at different points over the course of the last year. And so once I got to 50,000 words, I completed the story. And then me and my editor since January have pretty much been working on this book. And I'm super excited to share it with you all. And I'm excited to have shared the process with you. So excuses. Um, and we really need to limit them in our journey. Like we have a journey that we all have been put on and it's up to us ultimately to kind of steer in the right direction. Like I feel like we're guided and we're moved and we're prodded into going into the direction that God see fits. But ultimately we got to make the moves, right? So if God told me, yo, you have this story and I need you to share it. For the longest times, I would not share it. 
Like, I wouldn't tell people that I was in a foster care system or I was abused. Like, that ain't none of your damn business <laughs> in my mind, right? So I realized that, okay, maybe it is people's business. Once I got into this work of helping students and I'm hearing things that they're going through, which I've been through, and I'm like, oh, snaps. This is everyone else's business. What I've been through, people need to hear so they could be able to empower, move, and see the sun in their, in their life. Um, I named the book The Sun is Always Shining because if you realize, like, if you look at the weather and it's a cloudy day and your mind, you're like, yo, it's a storm. It's coming. The sun is not out today. Well, you chose to look at it that way, but the sun is out. It's just being, uh, it's just being covered by the clouds. If you went above those clouds, you will see that the sun is shining. It's always shining. So the, 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 the theme behind the sun is always shining is that I need people to understand that even though you're going through storms in your life, the sun is always shining and once I figured out that I have sun and I've got these things going on in my life, this is what, this is kind of how I've had to move. And I operate, and, and once again, I want to reiterate, I'm not perfect. I'm not this guy who just, oh, everything got his ducks in the order. No, 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 no. Every single day I try to be my best. That's all you could do. That's all you could do. And as a Christian, we have this idea where you have to be perfect and you have to live by that. No, you if you're out to be the very best that you could be on any given day, boom, you did it. I, will we fall? Yes. Will we try not to make the same mistake? I hope. But you just got to be your best and prioritizing and making sure that you limit those excuses. Like I can't make excuses anymore. I can't use that I had a tough past for everything that I'm going through now. I just can't. Like today is today and I have to move forward. It can't be cliche. It has to be about what you want to do for your life and how you can move in a direction that is beneficial to you and your family. That's it. So excuses, we have to limit them. We have to put them on the back burner. We have to move in a direction that works for your life. And so how was I able to master my priorities and get both of these things aligned where I limit my excuses and I make sure that I focus on my priorities and write in this book. Like there's so many things that are asked of me in any given time with all of the things that I have going on in my life. Um, I must have worked over the course of the last year, six Clipper games, five Laker games. I did uh, a Rams game. Did I do two? One, well, one Rams game, uh, LA Rams. Um, I've done a lot of, USC basketball games over the course of the last year. Um, and I was on a high school football package for Fox Sports. So I did a lot of games from August to December. So that, that time, August, December, where I did a bulk of my writing, I was really, really busy at that time. Um, especially in work, I was at, at my job. I didn't even talk about that. At my job, I was working, I was working at seven different schools. And that, that's tiring. And to be able to recognize what my priority was. And in this moment, it was writing this book. When you focus on these things, these things will get done. And it's just a matter of recognizing that it needs to get done and that I need to limit the excuses that I have. 
I can't say, oh, I'm too busy, so I'm not going to write this book, which is destined to be heard by, in my hopes, hundreds of people so that they could be inspired, so they could they can move in their lives, so they can see, oh my gosh, this dude has been through a lot. How dare I make excuses about things that I'm going on in my current life? I'm not judging anybody, and I'm not saying that my story is more dramatic than anybody else's, but in my mind, I feel like it's my duty to share this so that people can understand that there is light at the end of the tunnel, and you could choose to apply certain things to get your life in the way that you need it to go. And so um, mastering my priorities and limiting the excuses that I had allowed me to finish the process of my book so it could be ready and shared with the world. So how can I... How can you apply um, priorities and excuses and what I just talked about to your life? So we have to make sure that when you have a priority, whatever it is, like, so now that I've, right now I'm trying to complete the book. So that's a priority. I'm taking care of my son and my family. That's another priority. I'm doing my best at work. And then I'm working on other things around the book and certain things. So all those things are a priority for me. So if it takes me limiting my access to my friends and my homies and hanging out and doing those things, then so be it. I will have ample time once I finish my goals and finish my my things that I'm working on to be able to kick it with them. They're going to be there if they're still my homies, but if they're not, they shouldn't have been my friends in the first place. So I have to make sure that I keep my priorities aligned to be able to move in the direction that I need to go. And so the first thing you got to do is you got to prioritize. What is a priority in your life? Who are you giving priority to that don't need to have priority for you? And figure out what those things are, what's important to you and how you need to attack them. Go hard. As my man, Eric Thomas would say, 120% give nothing less than that. You know, and I don't even give it justice. He goes harder than a paint than I ever will. So, but 120% to those priorities that you set and you got to do it. Right. And so then the excuses. So once you figure out your priorities, once you've decided, okay, these are my priorities. Now I need to do whatever I can, do whatever thing and do everything in my power to get these priorities done. Then it's limiting those excuses. So I could have had plenty of excuses. I was hella busy over the course of the last year, but I couldn't allow that to get in the way of me finishing this book because once I put it out in the universe that I was writing it, then the the people who are following me, my friends, my family, my fans, if I have any, my um, just anybody who I've shared this with, they're expecting this book to be done in a certain amount of time. And I would share my progress throughout um, writing a book. And I, I think I f- failed to mention, but while I was writing the book, when I, I had a log of every day when I wrote. So there wasn't a day where I just wrote 500 words. A lot of times it was over. And like I said, I would miss a day, but I would make it up the next day by writing a thousand words. So I would, I would write, I think the most I ever wrote in a day was like 1500 words, maybe more, uh, where I just really got into a groove. And then sometimes I would barely reach 500 and that's just kind of how it was, but I did it. I prioritized, I made it a priority and I did it. And so 
once you guys make your priorities and you do it and you commit to it, oh my gosh, you'll be winning. You'll be doing some great things in life. And then the excuse is being able to say, okay, I recognize that this is something that can get in the way of what I need to get done. And I got to, I got to get rid of it. I got to limit it. And I was busy. I was working, but I couldn't have that as an excuse. I had a family. I had a wife who needed my attention, but I would give her the attention and then get back to work. And that's kind of how it was. And if I miss a day, I bring it back again. And we got to make sure that we stay away from those excuses that keep us from doing the things that we need to do to make our lives work for us. Once again, I said it plenty of times. I am out to be the best that I can be. And I encourage you to do the same. You, you be out to be the best that you could be. That's, that should be your goal on any given day. Make, make, matter of fact, make that a priority. Be the best that you could be. Because if you're doing that, then you're doing all that you can on any given day. So recap, prioritize, limit excuses. Figure out those priorities, figure out those things that you want to get done, limit the excuses that keep you from um, finishing those priorities. Um, and if you do those things, as I've proven to you in my story about how I wrote this book and the process of it, um, it could get done. Um, and you just got to prioritize and make sure that you limit those excuses. So I want you, um, as I finish up here, uh, th- once again, thank you if you've made it to the last 36, 37 minutes of this podcast. I love you. I appreciate you. Thank you for supporting me. Um, I hope to bring some more good content, good, rich content, good things that I've been able to share with you all um, to be able to help you in your path and your journey. Um, I appreciate you very, very much. Um, so I'll, I just kind of want you guys to um, follow through. Um, if you have any questions or anything, my email is djinspiresall at gmail.com. That's D-J-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-S-A-L-L at gmail.com. So if you have any questions or you just have some concerns or you just need some advice, whatever it is, shoot me on that email and I'll get back to you. Um, and and also, if you have some t- topics that you want me to t- cover, want me to talk about, please, please email me on that same email and I'll um, do my best to try to talk about that topic. So once again, thank you for following along. Please tune in next time. And um, I hope to hear from you all in the future. And I hope you have decided that this is worth your listen to uh, listen to me in the future. So um, I'm, I already got an idea for the second episode. Episode two will be about relationships. So hope to speak to you soon. Much love. Have a good one.